Monica Armstrong, and I'm obsessed with helping women emancipate themselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors that prevent them from operating in their zone of success. I'm a former corporate executive turned coach who gave it all up to help women rise above personal constraints and march boldly towards becoming the women they were born to be. My goal for this podcast is to make it a space where we shatter old thought patterns, challenge limiting beliefs, and break the chains of societal norms. Here, you are not defined by your past, but empowered by the potential of your future. So, join us on this journey as we dig deep into a world of transformative insight and empowering information. Because remember, you are more than just a product of your past, you are the architect of your future. Welcome to Girl Emancipated. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Emancipated Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Armstrong. And in today's episode, which is episode number eight, we are going to be discussing the seventh pillar of living an emancipated life. And that pillar is self-acceptance. Now, if you know me, you absolutely know this is and would always have been a pillar of living an emancipated life because what I teach my clients and what I hold myself accountable to is to ensure that we love ourselves and the skin we are in because who we are is exactly who God intended us to be. So again, this pillar is about loving the skin that you're in and embracing your flaws and all because doing so is absolutely critical in order for you to break free from any personal limitations or societal pressures. So let's define self-acceptance or self-love. It is embracing yourself completely, acknowledging your strengths and accepting imperfections without judgment. It is having unconditional love for yourself in spite of your flaws And the bottom line is, it's just about loving yourself no matter what anyone else thinks of you. So you might be wondering why self-acceptance is a pillar of living an emancipated life. We're going to dig deep into that and how self-acceptance kind of there's an interplay between self-acceptance and all the other pillars. But why it matters is It fosters inner peace and it reduces internal conflict. It also acts as a foundation for genuine personal growth and positive change. And when you have self-acceptance or when you love yourself, you tend to be yourself more emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that. I was reading an article by Psychology Today, and I found it interesting to learn that there are four aspects to self-love or self-acceptance. The first is self-awareness. Not going to dig deep into that because we actually have a full podcast episode about the importance of self-awareness. The second is self-worth. And what that means is the confidence you have in your own worth or your abilities. It's the realization of your worth and your abilities. The third is self-esteem, which is your level of comfort with who you are as a person and your current station in life. And the fourth is self-care. And that is what we do to keep ourselves healthy. Now, what I found interesting about this article is that it says, if one of these is missing, you don't entirely have self-love. 
I, I will admit I have a little hard time with that, not to say that it is or isn't true. I have a hard time with it because I've come across plenty of people, women, men, whoever, uh, who totally love themselves. They may not engage in the types of self-care such as taking care of their bodies or eating right or doing those things. And that's to, you know, to each his own. Everybody's going to do whatever they want to do. But it doesn't mean for me personally, I don't know that I believe it's that they don't love themselves. Perhaps for some people that might be the case, but I don't necessarily think it's for all people. Nevertheless, Psychology Today does say that if one of these is missing, you don't entirely have self-love. So I will admit I had to check myself. (laughs) I had to ask myself, do I really love myself? I had to go back through self-awareness, self-worth, self-esteem and self-care just to reevaluate how, you know, how much I love myself. And so if this uh, is making you do that, don't feel bad. It made me do the same thing. I just wanted to share that information with you just to to give you some insight. So I want to talk about before I go any further some of my work, the work that I've done uh, in, in, in this area. When I was younger, I was very athletic, played basketball, uh, was just, I ran track. So it was, it was very athletic, but I was also very muscular. And I loved being as muscular as I was. I didn't have to, to work hard to be muscular because my dad is very, very muscular and I took after him. But I was so muscular that <laughs> I was given the name Harana Man. So my name is Veronica, of course. Uh, my family calls me Ronnie. That's my nickname. But then people would call me Harana Man because I was so muscular. And I can honestly say that my muscularity actually repelled people at uh, at one point in time in my life. It's, you know, I knew that because of the things that they would say or, or the guys would say they weren't interested because they thought I was going to beat them up or something like that like that. That was very hard, especially when you worked so hard to remain focused, be athletic, keep yourself engaged in positive activities to hear people say things like that about you. But then as I aged, I began to realize that how they felt about me was none of my business. (laughs) It was none of my business. And I still see life that way. How you feel about me or any of my flaws, that's none of my business. And so Having gone through those experiences as a kid really helped me as I got older, just become more accepting of the idea that how someone feels about me is none of my business. And it has taken a long time for me to get over certain things in my life that uh, I was bullied about or things that I felt bad about. But I'm at a point in my life where if you don't care about how I look, that's okay. That's none of my business. I also have acne. I'm in my 50s and I've had acne since I was 12. And it is not great to, to experience what I experience, but I'm at a point now in my life where I will go outside without makeup. And if you see the flaws on my skin, that's okay because your opinion about me is none of my business. So it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of courage to accept your flaws and to recognize that how someone else feels about you is none of your business. And looking at it through that lens allows you to distance yourself from how they feel and focus on you and what you want to do. You don't go down the emotional rabbit hole trying to fix yourself for someone else because 
how they feel about you and what they think about you is none of your business. So I just wanted to share that with you. So let's talk about the interplay of self-acceptance with all the other pillars of living an emancipated life. So let's start with self-awareness. Self-awareness, of course, is the recognition of our true selves, our strengths, our weaknesses, desires, and fears. And self-acceptance begins when we embrace these discoveries without judgment. So as we become more self-aware, it becomes very important to also accept us for who we are, accept ourselves for who we are, to ensure that we do not fall into the trap of self-criticism. Okay, self-acceptance and courage. Accepting your flaws and all requires courage. And that courage reinforces self-acceptance because it empowers us to face our challenges and uncertainties, knowing that our worth isn't diminished by any external circumstances or opinions. Because remember, what others believe about us, that is none of our business. Okay, self-acceptance and empowerment. Empowerment begins with the belief in one's abilities and worth. Self-acceptance lays the foundation for this by fostering a positive internal dialogue and allowing us to see our innate potential. Self-acceptance and resilience. With self-acceptance, setbacks and failures are seen as opportunities for growth rather than as reflections of personal inadequacy. By accepting oneself, individuals build resilience since they understand that their worth isn't tied to external success or validation. Self-acceptance and connection. Authentic connections arise when we present our genuine selves to others. So self-acceptance encourages authenticity because we are not constantly seeking validation or fearing judgment by others. And this leads to deeper, more meaningful relationships. Self-acceptance and spirituality. Many spiritual paths call for self-acceptance and self-love as the foundation to inner peace and enlightenment. So accepting oneself can lead to a deeper spiritual connection and understanding, while spirituality can further reinforce the importance and the value of self-acceptance. And finally, self-acceptance and the purpose pillar. Recognizing and accepting one's true self can provide clarity of your purpose in life. When we understand and accept who we are, we are better positioned to align our actions with our inner value and our passions. So to wrap that segment up about the interplay between self-acceptance and the other pillars, self-acceptance, bottom line, is the central pillar that supports and enhances the strength and effectiveness of all other pillars. It is foundational to personal growth, empowerment, and holistic well-being. So if you are curious as to how you can strengthen your self-acceptance, the first thing you have to do is to change the way you think about yourself. And I'm going to give you six things that you can do to begin the process of changing the way you think about yourself. Number one is accept yourself. Know that you are worthy of love and respect just as you are. Embrace yourself with all your strengths and your weaknesses. As I tell my clients, you are beautiful, 
just the way you are. You are a perfectly imperfect human being and that's what makes you beautiful. So accept yourself. Number two is to clarify your purpose and that is inventing your own definition of success. Ask yourself what a meaningful life means to you even if that answer changes over time. So do the work on figuring out what your purpose is and you can go back to I think it's episode seven uh, or pillar number seven, episode seven is about your purpose. And there's also a downloadable guide that can help you figure that out. So number three, the third thing you can do is talk yourself up. How do you talk about yourself? Choose words that are encouraging and uplifting. Use your internal dialogue to build your confidence and to manage your emotions. I will be the first to tell you it was very hard for me to do. However, I'm at a point in life where I do know this. I know that when I take you on as a client and I say to you that I'm going to help you get to the other side, I know I'm going to help you get to the other side because I believe in the gifts that I was blessed with. I believe that I'm doing the work that is my purpose. And when I'm operating in my zone of genius, what you get from me is nothing other than a gift from God. So the third thing, again, talk yourself up, believe in yourself. The fourth thing you can do is to forgive yourself. Let go of the past so that you can move on. Take any decisions that you regret and turn them into opportunities to learn. Make amends with yourself and resolve to handling things more constructively in the future. One of the things that I know because it is the key to my success and it is what I teach my clients is that letting go of your past is the only way for you to create the future that you desire. So forgive yourself and look forward by leveraging what you have learned from the mistakes that you've made in the past by making better decisions in the future. The fifth thing you can do is avoid comparisons. As we know, many of us tend to spend a lot of time on social media and we see what other people are doing and sometimes we become envious. You know, Facebook did not invent social comparisons, but social media has increased the potential for envy and inferiority complexes. So try competing with yourself rather than trying to live up to someone else's expectations. Trust me, you'll accomplish a lot more if you just compete with yourself. And finally, number six is to think positively. Looking on the bright side and being able to laugh at yourself makes you even more lovable. It also helps you to manage stress and deal with difficult circumstances whenever they arise. In addition to changing the way you think about yourself, you can also change the way you treat yourself to improve your self-love. I'm going to give you seven tips to help you in this area. The first one is practice self-care, and that means keeping your mind, body, soul, and your spirit fit and strong. Go to bed early exercise each day, eat a balanced meal, meditate, journal, anything that you can do to take care of your mind, body, soul, and your spirit. Number two is pick friends wisely. Surround yourself with family and friends who encourage and support you. That means cultivate close relationships with others who share your goals. Engage in deep conversations where you can share your feelings and receive validation. 
Number three is pursue your passions. Identify the activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. Black out time each day for something you love, whether it's a task related to your job or something you do in your leisure time. Number four, set goals. Give yourself something to strive for. Working towards realistic and challenging goals builds your confidence as you add to your achievements. It also builds your resilience. Maintain boundaries. You know what? I'm just going to say it straight. Learn how to say no, right? (laughs) We all need to learn how to say no. Know your limits so that you can define what behavior you consider acceptable. That may include physical boundaries, such as needing your own space, and psychological boundaries, such as being entitled to your own feelings and opinions. Just learn how to say no and know that it's okay to say no. Number six is advocate for yourself. Once you understand your needs, you can communicate them to others. You'll grow more skillful as you practice being direct and tactful and letting others know if they cross your boundaries. And number seven, finally, seek support. Ask for what you need. Do not be afraid to ask for what you need because if you need it, just ask for it, right? You don't know if you're going to get it or not unless you ask. So let others know specifically what they can do, whether you're looking for practical assistance, like pitching in with the house work, or just a friendly ear to listen to while you sort out your feelings. So loving yourself can help you enjoy more happiness, overcome challenges, and build healthy relationships with others. So make it a habit to treat yourself with kindness and respect. Remember, self-acceptance is about embracing yourself fully, your strengths, your imperfections, past decisions, and aspirations. It is the key to unlocking an emancipated life. It is a silent strength behind every courageous act and decision and every genuine connection and every moment of growth. So as you go forward this week, I challenge you to look in the mirror and celebrate the person staring back at you, knowing that in acceptance, you find freedom. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Girl Emancipated community. Together, we are breaking free from limitations, embracing our authenticity, and empowering ourselves to live the lives we are meant to live. Remember, hit that subscribe button and follow me at I am Coach Veronica on Instagram and Facebook so that you can stay connected. And if you want to go deeper into these episodes and be a part of a community who are supporting each other to live emancipated lives, then join the Girl Emancipated Podcast Insiders community. All you need to do is go to the link in the bottom of the podcast summary, click on it, and then request to join. Or you can search for the Girl Emancipated Podcast group on Facebook. Our next episode, which will be episode number nine, will focus on the eighth pillar of living an emancipated life, and that is spirituality. So until next time, keep loving yourself unconditionally, and let's continue our journey toward truly living an emancipated life, sending you strength, love, and light. Bye for now.